0: May the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory O Lord. May God open our minds, our lips, and our hearts. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. And glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel. And to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself a sword will pierce. So that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Simeon said, Lord, now you can just let your servant go in peace. He didn't say, I've seen it all. He says, no, but I've seen what I've longed to see. I've seen now the salvation that you are bringing. That's what, that was his reaction when he met Jesus. I can die in peace now. All my life I wanted to see. I hope and pray that we would feel the same way. We don't want to leave this life before seeing Jesus. Meaning, before realizing, encountering him, and knowing the depths of his love for us. Because that's what this time is for. Whatever time, from the birth date to the death date, that in this journey, I would have the wisdom to seek the Lord, to pursue him, that I would come to know who I am, who God is, what God's plans for my life. Why am I here? Because I'm here only for a season. You're here for a reason, but only for a season. All of us are here on a temporary basis. And that time, as they say, you know, the dash between the numbers, born, dash, died, that in that time I would use it and spend it as God would want me to. And so as we celebrate this Feast of the Holy Family, it reminds us, of a universal call we have. Not everybody's called to be a priest. Not everybody's called to be a religious. Not everybody's called to any number of vocations. But as what we all call to, the universal call that we have is the call to holiness. There are no exceptions. Those, as you, as a disciple of Christ, certainly you know that. We don't have to discern God. I wish, I, wish, I, wish it would, I knew what God was calling me to do. Well, the first thing is, he's calling you to holiness. So no matter what else you're doing, that, you know, I must do it in a way that's consistent with the universal call. Whatever job, whatever profession, you know, whatever you find yourself doing, whether you're the CEO of a company or head of a country or, you know, the maintenance person cleaning the bathrooms, it's like, I I am called to holiness. Like that child described in the gospel, it says, and his favor was upon him. You see, the universal call to holiness says that not simply uh, that it's really, the call to holiness means God is calling us into a relationship with him. God is holy. Holiness is when I am communion with the holy God. You know, we call, you know, you dip your hand in the holy water and say, what makes it holy? Some connection with God. It's been blessed, connected to God. That's what makes it holy. That's why it's special. That's why baptisms aren't just taking a bath. We say by water and the Holy Spirit. So again, it's connecting to God. When we say, you know, at, at a certain point in the Mass, you know, we come up to get communion, Holy Communion, the Holy Eucharist, but actually, that's not really the idea. Getting communion, that kind of reduces the Eucharist to something that I get. You know, like, you know, you, you get your pass, or you get your ticket, or you get your, it's like, and I'm going to get communion. You don't get communion. That's not how we talk in relationships. You know, you know, I, I, you know I, finally, I finally got my wife. You know, I finally got my husband. You know, I got some kids. You know, it's like, no, it's relationship. I'm seeking communion. Lord, you know, uh, may I dwell in your house forever. Lord, I want to be closer to you. I want to grow closer. That's our relationship. I want to be your friend. I want to go further. And so we're invited. universal call to holiness basically says to everyone, God wants to be close to you. God made you, and God wants a relationship with you. And the reality is that God always wants it more than we want it. Why did God go through the trouble of, you know, leaving heaven, sending a son, coming to the world, into a manger, to our poverty? Why did he make himself vulnerable to, to, to experience, you know, our, our, our violence, our selfishness, our, our you know, our, our rejection? Why would he take the risk? of literally being tortured and brutalized and killed. Why would he take the risk? Why did he take? There's a connection between the cross and the manger. Both are God giving up, emptying himself from a place of glory to a place of need and even desperation, even homelessness, even being in, in caravans, you know, being, you know, being uprooted, up, up, up having to move because the powers that be said move being under the threat of violence, of murderous, a murderous threat, and Joseph and Mary getting up and having to move again, off to Egypt. You know, they didn't have flights. Take a quick flight up, no. You had to ride a, a donkey or camel or walk. Why would God put himself in a situation? It's a fair question, and we should all reflect on it. And the short answer is, Well, that's what real love does. You mean that much. You always have. You mean that much. God would go do what would seem extreme to get close to you. The question is, what will we do to get close to him? And that's what, again, you know, in society that talks about, you know, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness. Well, in the realm of faith, we have to say this. Why aim so low? Happiness, really? Happiness, we know it's fleeting. You know, I was happy because this happened. I was happy because that happened. You know, it's like there's no perpetual state of just being happy. Don't, why aim so low? Don't just aim for happiness, because you know even when you have it, it's temporary. The pursuit of holiness that's deeper. And we're in, in that pursuit discovering true happiness, or even another word, joy. That's the invitation and the call. That's what we're about. You know, people say, you know, I want I, to, you know, I wanna, you know uh, yeah, when, you, when you die, if you, be, if you believe in God, believe in heaven, when I die, I want to go to heaven. You know that you often hear the phrase people say, you know, people want to, you know, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Well, here's the thing. When you say, oh, yeah, I want to go to heaven, let me translate. You're really saying, before I die, I want to have become a saint. I just, I want to be a saint. I want to be holy. The saints are in heaven. There are no non-saints in heaven. I want to be among that. When the saints go marching in, I want to be among that number when the saints go marching in. Well, you do or you don't. But that's for, again, that's what the Word of God causes us to, moves us to examine my own heart. Where am I? Do I want to be a saint? You know, we celebrate the saints. We put them in stained glass windows. We pray for those who are people of heroic virtue and, 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 and holiness. And you know, we've had those banners up, you know, that, you know, that let's pray for them. That They may one day be recognized as a saint so the world can imitate, could know about them and imitate their example. Yeah, we want to emulate them. You know, if somebody comes to confession and, and sometimes people feel the need, and I understand it, you know, you know, guilt or shame, you know, g- makes you do these things, but, you know, they feel the need to give a, qual- sometimes uh, give a, 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 what's the word, a, um, uh, it'll come back to me, um, a disclaimer. Like, before I tell you my sins, I just want you to know I have ne- I'm not a mass murderer, you know, and, you know, I've, I've, I've not, you know, I've done horrible things, I've not, you know, I have done horrible things i have not I mean i have not done those crazy things, I'm not, so, okay, well, good. But you might want to raise your standards. You know, there's a reason we don't say, okay, in this window is Adolf Hitler, and this one is, is you, know, uh, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, we put the mass murderers and, and the people who are notoriously evil or done evil things and wicked. So, uh, well, at least I can always feel good about myself. I ain't him. I'm not her. Problem is, where does that leave us? If the goal is to be the lowest common denominator, okay, even if I achieve that, am I holy? Not even close. Am I charitable? Am I caring? Am 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 I selfless? Not even close. That's why we remind ourselves, starting with that first holy family, Mary, Joseph, they sought holiness, they pursued it even before Christ was born. They wanted it. And that's really where it comes down to us. As we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, again, keep in mind that holy families are made up of individual family members who have decided that the pursuit of holiness is a most worthy endeavor. The pursuit of holiness. You see, how does a family begin this pursuit? Well, I'll tell you how they don't do it by accident. The pursuit of holiness is not something that happens by accident. You know, if you have a best friend, you know, that, you know, someone you ch- genuinely beloved, I mean, how did that relationship start? You might say, I bumped into him by accident, and I kind of got, but then at some point you decided, I'm going to pursue this. I want to make time. For, I'm going to set aside time. I'm going to say, hey, can we talk? I'm going to start communicating. Think of prayer. I started communicating on a regular basis. We talk all the time. Maybe we're in two different states, but we started communicating on a regular basis. It became a habit, and as we were doing that, you know, we were growing in a relationship and falling in love with each other. That's how it happened. It wasn't by accident. Again, you have met, maybe I've met by accident, but it's not. But even oftentimes it's providential. But it's 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 something. A relationship is something you pursue, and being holy simply means. I have chosen to pursue, again, to pursue. We don't reach perfect holiness here. That's what heaven is for. But it's the choice to pursue a holy God who has gone far out of his way to pursue us. That's what we're supposed to notice when we look at that manger. God would do that for me. When we look at the crucifix, God would do that for me. When we recognize what the Eucharist is. He would come, you know, be flesh and, and eat my flesh, drink my blood. He would come that close to us, that vulnerable. Incarnation: God becomes one of us. He could sit beside us and talk to us. He came radically accessible and vulnerable to us. You don't do that for somebody you don't care about. Matter of fact, someone that you desperately, you, you genuinely want a relationship. You want to try to remove any obstacle. I want you to be afraid of me. We'll say in a minute about what said, "Blessed are those who fear the Lord." Not so be afraid of God. God comes unarmed in a in in way that's the most vulnerable. It's like a baby. Well, somehow we even figure out ways to be afraid of, if not terrified, of little people like that too. Because if I choose to enter a relationship with them, it's going to require a um, radical change in my life and in my priorities. That's just what babies do in such a way that, again, it can intimidate, even terrify. I'm not ready for that. And suddenly, even an innocent child becomes a serious threat to my life and my way. And it's true. If that's true for our babies, it's even more true for the one God sent into the world. Yes, to truly accept him And to love him is going to mean a major change in my life, in the direction of my life, in the meaning of my life, in the purpose of my life. To say I will put God first will mean I got to be second. You know, there's a bumper sticker I saw, you know, God is my co-pilot. Oh, that's cute. Wait a minute. If God is your co-pilot, switch seats. How, how 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 audacious is that? I will drive God around. I will take Him. Lord, I'm going to show you the way to go. No, no, no. I'm the way. And I'm the truth. And I'm the life. Let me drive. Let me lead. And anybody who takes that seriously will have to pause and say, in my life, who's leading, who's driving? And even, I know I, even when I know what I profess to believe, in fact, am I really living that? Or am I afraid to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and trust that God is going to take care of everything else? The invitation still stands. That's why we celebrate this feast. How do you become a holy pursuit? Uh, how does a fan begin this pursuit of holiness? Not by accident. Like any genuine pursuit, it begins by two things, wanting it and willing it. In the end, it's, it's you know, Christianity is not for those who need it. It's for those who want it. Any relationship. It's do you want it? And for some people who have not yet understood it or really met Christ, or encountered Christ, it's like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I think, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I, I don't, it's not a passion of mine. No. We celebrate the passion of the Christ, God's passion for you, but I don't really share that. It's not a passion yet. But what you will find is that with all the saints, they had that passion, but they didn't come acquire it themselves. That was a gift. So if you realize that the right thing, and my head tells me that God, trusting God and following God's way can't be bad. It ultimately will lead to where I'm supposed to be. it ultimately lead me to that happiness and that, and that peace. As St. Augustine said, Lord, you know, later have I loved you. And he said, but you know, my heart has been restless until it rested in you, until I found you. And that's what Simeon was saying, finally, my whole life, I'm an old man, but Finally, I found you, and I realized it. But every single saint would tell you the same way. They weren't born saints. At some point in their journey, the light bulb went off. They realized it. They realized who he is, God. They realized he's the creator of of my being, my body, my soul. He knows better than anybody else the longings of my heart. And nobody else more than him can fulfill it. Nobody. It's when that revelation happens that we start to reassess and say, you know what? Yeah, it's time to give up the keys. It's time to give up the will. I'm going to let him drive and see where he takes me. Because that saying, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good, well, lo and behold, it's actually true. It's easy to say but much harder to believe. When I believe it, I will find that, again, you ask the average person, what's the opposite of love? They may say, hey, biblically speaking, you can easily argue that the opposite of love is fear. I Many people know of God and they know the right thing. They were raised a certain way, but I'm afraid to, because more and more you get to, you realize he really asked for everything, and especially my trust and that has a lot of repercussions about my plans for life and what I want to do and who I want to do it with, whatever. So I said by it starts by wanting it and then willing it by deliberately fostering a relationship with Christ. You see, one of the most famous Christmas songs is Joy to the World. Well, for us, joy isn't feeling, it isn't just a feeling. Joy is a person. And holiness is discovering that person and pursuing him with all your heart. Again, ask any of the saints. Ask those saints to be. They discovered him and then pursued him. You know, as I said, you know, happy, uh, happiness, again, why aim so short, so, so low? Religion without relationship, I say it all the time, is simply rites and rituals that don't have the power to save or sanctify anybody. Rites and rituals don't make you holy if it's disconnected from the source of holiness. So I can do all the right things, I can say all the right things, I can wear the right vestments, I can do all the pious things on the outside, I can engage in the rituals, but if it's not connected... It's like having, you know, again, some appliance, something that it's just not plugged in. You know, you, you, I, I can type on a, on a laptop that the power is off. Like I said, they're in type and type and type, but nothing's happening. We grow up and we're young, we learn the rituals, and at some point, what's supposed to happen is at the same time, learn the relationship. Pray to God. God loves you. Talk to God. And as you connect them, when they get disconnected, that's where church gets old. It's kind of like, why am I still doing it? And people walk away because they never connected to the relationship. The rituals alone weren't enough. They said, I found better things to do. You know, I have an exercise ritual. I have my Sunday morning ritual. And I, you know, I can go to the sports bar. I can go bowling. I can go golfing. I can do this. And, you know, I feel pretty good. I can see the connection with what I'm doing and, 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 and maybe how I'm feeling. Religion has always been about the relationship. And we can't disconnect it. And that's why holiness is, I said, not by accident, it's pursuing the one who has been pursuing me my whole life. You can start with having your home blessed, but follow up formally, welcoming Christ into your home on a daily basis. You pray before meals and after meals or before bedtime. Establish early on an atmosphere that encourages asking questions to grow an understanding of the faith and the regular practicing of it. Example, celebrating the sacraments, coming to Mass, going to confession, receiving the Holy Eucharist as a routine part of your family. Without this follow-up, house blessings are reduced to empty rituals that do nothing. Bless houses. Can you bless my house? Okay. But if, in fact... You know, the house that matters most to God is not the one we built or any realtor. The house that matters most is the one he built in your mother's womb, like knitting. Psalm 139, that's the house that matters the most. And if the doors of that house are nailed shut and there is no access being given to a holy God, then blessing your house won't make a holy family. It's you opening up and let God. God didn't come, didn't send his son, didn't sacrifice everything for your house or for your material things. Well, he did all that for you. It's you that he wants a relationship with. It's he that doesn't force you. You can have children and never bring them to him. Well, I had planned to get my child baptized, but, you know, you know time, things got busy, it went on, and, uh-huh, So, no, I I haven't gotten around to saying, God, I'm giving my children to you. Put them up for adoption. That's what scripture says baptism is. The point is, holiness doesn't come by accident, it's intentional. But I also know that you're not going to hand over anything precious to you to a stranger. I don't know him that way. I'm not going to trust my life to a stranger, I'm not going to trust my kids to a stranger. Seek the Lord, Scripture says, and he will be found. That's a promise. It doesn't just say, wait for him to come. It says, pursue him. That's a sign that you want a relationship. Seek him, and he says, you will find me. Don't just be passive. Get intentional. Today, Scripture says, let the, Lord, word of, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It says, let, let it, let it make it easy. Let it dwell in your heart. Teach and admonish each other. Sing psalms, hymns, inspired songs, give thanks. In other words, establish habits, rituals, traditions, songs, even fun activities to nurture your faith. Get a little Bible trivia game. It's kind of like, well, why not? Kids will play that, but they'll learn. The point is be creative, innovative, enthusiastic. That's what people do when they really want to passionately pursue something. You know, they're not just, they don't just have resources, they're resourceful. They go out and get what they need. If you want to start a business or start a nonprofit or whatever it is you want to pursue, you use that amazing creative mind that God gave you, and you apply it here, and apply it there, and you can make amazing things come just when you pursue the gifts that God has given you, when you use them. You can find a vaccine that didn't exist before a pandemic happened. You can create a cell phone that was literally science fiction when I was a child, there was no such thing, and yet it is. That's what we can do when we're passionate about something. What we can do, but what if we directed that to growing closer to God? How it would we radically change us? In the face of the inevitable challenges that could undermine your efforts to pursue holiness, Paul says, "Put on heartfelt compassion and kindness." For your family members, bear with one another. Forgive one another. The Lord has forgiven you. And finally, in our response to our psalm, we said, Blessed are those who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. To fear God does not mean to be afraid of him, but to be utterly amazed by him. Those in awe of of God's presence, like Simeon and Anna. Remember Anna? She never left the temple after she was widowed. She said she never left the temple. She prayed day and night. Was she crazy? The answer is absolutely. Crazy about a God that she discovered was crazy about her. Have you discovered that? Yeah, true love will look kind of crazy. You'll do things that other people will scratch their heads. Well, what? I mean, it's just church. The... No. That's why people like Anna and Simeon's, their names have endured the test of time, because we need to see people like that and wonder, what did they know that we're missing? Day and night? We said, again, those in, in, in all of his presence, like Simeon and Anna, want to walk in his ways, even when it's not easy. They want to pursue a deeper relationship with God who loves them. They want to be holy. They want to be saints. They want to have eternal life in heaven with Christ forever. So, what do you want? What do you want in this life? Because it's not going to last forever. What do you want in this life? And what do you want in the next one? And what will you do to get what you want? What will you do to get? And remain close to your amazing God.